what's harder being a sales leader or a dad to three boys oh my gosh when it's going well <laughs> when it's when being a dad and the kids are the kids are behaving no better job in the world the majority of the time i'm breaking up fights between the boys so i look forward to monday mornings and the weekends being behind me in product-led sales, you as a salesperson need to be the voice of the customer, constantly bringing back feedback. And as we're climbing up market, the sales reps and my sales reps today on this, in the strategic business are the tip of the spear of where we're going to help our product team better understand where to prioritize our roadmap and what to prioritize. Hi, Devin. I'm so excited to have you here to talk about, you know, two really, really awesome PLG companies where you led sales teams, Slack and Sprout Social. So I have a lot of questions that I'm pumped to ask you, but maybe to start out, who are you? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks, Alexa. And thanks for having me. I'm, I'm super excited about this as well. It's always great to, to connect with sales leaders and, and kind of talk through different sales strategies. But who am I? I'm Devin Schiller. I'm a proud dad of three young boys. And formerly, I'm the director of sales overseeing our strategic business here at Sprout Social. Nice. What's harder, being a sales leader or a dad to three boys? Oh my gosh. When it's going well, <laughs> when, it's, when being a dad and the kids are the kids are behaving, no better job in the world. But the majority of the time, I'm breaking up fights between the boys. So I look forward to Monday mornings and the weekends. Appreciate that. So the first question that I want to ask, a little bit of vague, but everyone has a bit of a different definition. How would you define a sales playbook? Yeah, it's an interesting question. And, and you prompted me with this one. So I had the good fortune of being able to put some thought to this beforehand. But I consider a sales playbook to be, and this is like my formal answer of it, of being a comprehensive guideline that outlines the strategies, processes, tactics, and best practices that a sales team should follow to effectively navigate various stages of the sales cycle and handle different scenarios. But I struggle specifically with calling in a playbook and would prefer sales motion, which is probably where I got that from Slack, because it's not a formal document that is set in stone. In fact, it should be challenged and reworked constantly as the market buyer or your product evolves. And I tell each new hire class bi-monthly bi in our new hire cohorts to learn and digest our plays that have helped us close thousands of enterprise deals here at Sprout, but also to please challenge the status quo and push us to think differently because that's how those sales motions will evolve over time. Yeah, I agree with that. A sales playbook should never be static. It's something, especially in high growth companies, always evolving and learning and need people to prod and prod. I'm curious. How did the sales playbook compare or differ at Slack versus Sprout Social? Yeah, so it's actually what drove me to come join Sprout because they're actually quite similar. Both as product-led growth companies, there are many parallels between the two and both companies really nail PLG first by gathering mm -hmm. user love and then built out a, a strong enterprise team to go big in the enterprise space. But the similarities in how we sell are founded on the balance of strong UI and enterprise-grade horsepower that meets the needs of security and compliance requirements, which has paved the way for great success in a bottoms-up sales approach, given the virality of these platforms by the people that touch the product every day. But both of these companies, Sprout and Slack, have had to overcome the challenge of crossing the chasm, which is the transition from serving early adopters of our products to reaching a broader market of mainstream customers and those that are at the executive level. 
and every dollar in today's market is scrutinized. So in my opinion, the biggest challenge uh, is the need for a sales team to effectively build custom business cases that get presented to the buying committee, which is oftentimes the executive team. So it's using those initial discovery calls not to start building a proposal, but rather leverage them as merely intel gathering meetings that should help inform your point of view or business case. And if you run three to five of those discovery meetings across different departments, now you have a handful of challenges that your product or platform can solve, which should inform the custom business case that you build. And now you earn, that's when you earn a seat in front of the executive team because you're solving a broader set of challenges and have articulated it back to them in a di digestible format that hopefully is in their words. And the last piece I'll touch on is a phrase I learned from a leader earlier in my career is small challenges equal small budgets and big challenges equal big budgets. So go uncover bigger and more complex challenges that you're passionate about, that your product can solve, and your ability to reach power will become more accessible. That's awesome. So would you say that Slack and Sprout, it sounds like, started with this awesome PLG motion, figuring out how to develop the business case to go to market, present to the exec leaders, and then also how to figure out, you know, these are big problems. How do we demand big budget? Is that a fair way to play it back? Summarized perfectly. Thanks, Alexa. Awesome. So speaking of the two, something we chatted about previously is something that looked different between the two companies is at one company, you were building the playbook to rip out competitors and do more of a rip and replace motion. Whereas another company, you were demanding a new budget. There wasn't a line item for you. So you had to create that budget. So can you tell me a little bit of the different strategies and what that looks like when you're trying to close customers, when you have to create a new budget versus ripping and replacing budget? Yeah, absolutely. That's a really great question and, and one that you'd think are two completely different motions, but in reality, they should remain pretty similar. And ripping out co competitors may seem like an easier cycle on the surface, but in many ways can be harder. These scenarios can take us down a slippery slope where we focus all of our attention on the product shortcomings of the incumbent competitor and why our product is better, rather than focusing on the customer end goals or what they're trying to solve and using that intel to articulate why our product and team is best suited to handle XYZ challenge that they're having. And so I've found that the cycles where we're needing to go create new budget really does demand more stakeholders at the table from the customer and therefore you're getting a lot you're getting access to power quicker because there's going to need to be consensus on you know a new line item that the CFO's not not seen before so it's 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 different in those two ways but uh, it should be treated as similar where you're just focused on one of the customer challenges and less about what is the competitor that they're currently using so you're telling me grass is always greener <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. In one so way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. When I first joined, it was like, oh, wow, this, we're not creating new budget necessarily. We're ripping out competitors. And wow, this is going to be, you know, such an easier cycle than at Slack when we were creating and, and defining a new, a new segment such as you are now. But like I said earlier, it's a slippery slope if we just focus on feature functionality of competitor X and why we're better. So I'd say continue to focus on the, you know, the challenges of the customer and how your product can solve that. Yeah, so pain points, ROI, putting together the business case, 
versus getting into the nitty gritty line items, which it's funny because we're, we're creating a new budget and sometimes we'll replace kind of in-house tooling, but we're creating a new budget. I'm always like, oh, it would be, sometimes it would be nice if we could just rip and replace. But now I'm hearing from you that grass is greener. So I feel a lot better about myself now. Another topic that we talked about that I was interesting was in these PLG businesses, when you were building out your product with sales motion, there needs to be really tight feedback loops between sales, marketing, and product. So you're learning a lot that needs to inform marketing and product and vice versa. How did that look at Slack or Sprout that you think, you know, worked well that others should mimic in order to inform their product-led sales motion? Yeah. I mean, in product-led sales, you as a salesperson need to be the voice of the customer, constantly bringing back feedback. And as we're climbing up market, the sales reps and my sales reps today on this, in the strategic business are the tip of the spear of where we're going to help our product team better understand where to prioritize our roadmap and what to prioritize. And certainly marketing plays a big role in, in doing this. And so as we think about the relationship between sales and marketing, marketing creates events or moments that surface great reasons for our sales reps to be calling on accounts. An example of that today would be the events that they're creating around upcoming Dreamforce. So this provides great calling and emailing opportunities for our sales teams. We also lean into marketing to support us when we're co-building custom pitch decks or rebranding of our executive business cases or creating really great branded hype videos for us to leverage when we're in our strategic cycles. Lastly, marketing creates great content and events, yes, but we as salespeople need to do our research be the voice of the customer, truly understand our customers so that we can teach, tailor, and take ownership of the narrative internally with our marketing counterparts. So the, the sales rep plays a vital role in making sure that they're the liaison between product marketing and the customer. Another final question for you is what challenges or any other thoughts that you would suggest to leaders that are building out sales playbooks? What, what comes to mind as challenges they should be aware of or things top of mind that they should focus on? Yeah. So it might be a hot take and, and, and no, uh, I don't mean anything against my, my friends in sales enablement because I love them and we wouldn't be able to survive without them. But my advice would be don't rely on sales enablement or marketing to build out these playbooks or sales motions for you. As a sales leader, we should lean into the creative genius within our sales teams because they're likely running plays that have worked for them in previous roles uh, that have proved to be effective that might be valuable here. These are likely plays that they're successfully running that are not necessarily an official playbook that's documented by an enablement team today. So at Sprout, we see pockets of greatness happening every week across our business. The challenge now becomes figuring out how to capture that play or that motion and get it in the hands of other reps and really determine how to effectively scale that motion or play. Even if it is a hot take, I completely plus one to that hot take. I think oftentimes sales teams will say, you know, we're so busy selling, like we're going to punt the sales playbook and coming up with new creative plays to marketing or sales ops or sales enablement. And even if they're the smartest people in the universe, they are not close to prospects like the sales team is. And so it's a hundred percent up to the sales team to be recommending, implementing and iterating on these new plays and you, you can have these other folks helping you do that. So 
even if it is a hot take, I'm very happy that you mentioned it. And I hope no one else yells at us. Instead, they kind of also agree or realize that they've been punting information to too long. And <laughs> it's time for them to build yeah, the yeah. playbook. Long, rather long. Um, well, thank you so much, Devin. This was awesome. I loved learning about sales playbooks at Slack and Crowd Social and excited to have other folks listen in. So thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Alexa. Bye.